0: Hey, this is Cycle Breaker Juliana bringing you conversations and thoughts on how to break cycles and patterns and false beliefs and false programming that are holding you back in your life. To instill belief that you are powerful and that you are capable, you can heal and stand in your own power, advocate for yourself, for truth, and for others. Welcome. The built-in armor that you've got around you that is the ego, it is a self-serving structure, it is the, the shield that you've placed around yourself over the course of the years and experiences of your life that is enhanced by the traumas and experiences that are transferred to you from your genealogy or from your lineage, all of these things create this shell around you that is self-serving. So the self-serving structure, which we like to call the ego, is your, it's your fighter. I'm not going to say warrior. I'm going to say fighter. So the idea of this structure is it's, it is taking the, the equation of the experiences you've had in your life and the decisions you made about those experiences And adding all of that up and making a decision about what's happening to you right now, in this moment. What it believes to be what's happening, what you're experiencing, and how you should respond. It has no time structure. It doesn't know whether you're 5 or 50. The ego simply exists in its space until you start to break down that self-serving structure. Now I say self-serving structure because it has its purpose when you're younger and you're absorbing everything in the world. You're learning about the world. You're learning the rules of society. You're learning the rules of family. You're learning how to maybe survive the events and the experiences of your younger life, most of which... Are established by the time you're age eight roughly by then you've established the decisions about what's safe and what's not safe in life and created a personality around it and that personality is made up of all those decisions all of the algorithm all of the addition the equations of um, my father uh, hit me every time I made a mistake. So then the decision tree beyond that is, first of all, I'm not allowed to fail. I must be perfect at all times. It's the only way to be safe, is to be in control of everything in my life. That maybe men aren't safe, or that the only purpose that men serve in my life is to correct me and keep me on course. Therefore, I choose a man who makes sure that he corrects me, that he keeps me on the course, that he is the judge of whether or not I am doing it right, whether I'm living the right kind of life. If you have a a sister who's particularly mean and cruel, you might make a decision that girls, other women, are not safe, or that cruel is the way that women and girls should behave. So you become a mean girl, if you will, and you look for mean girls to put around you and you create a mean girl pack and that feels really safe to you, feels really normal to you. So you don't understand why anyone would want anything else other than that and that becomes your role, that becomes your personality. The other thing that happens is there's all these subconscious components. So there, 90% of this is subconscious. It's not even things that you're aware of. And it's not moments you remember, because we certainly don't remember all the moments of our lives. But your subconscious, your energy field, your programming does remember all of those moments. And the more you repeated that, the more it happened to you and you repeated that decision tree, the more that you have embedded that into your reality so deep that you're like, it's just how you operate. You're not making a decision based on this moment, this person, this experience and who you are right now. And it's very trigger-based. It's very unconscious, reflexive uh, muscle memory, if you will. So if you are having, um, you know, you, you meet somebody brand new, who you have no history with whatsoever. You don't know this person at all. You know nothing about them. You've never engaged with them. But they say a word in a way that the father said it, and all of a sudden, you don't like that person. You're mad at them. You're harsh and you lash out at them. Now this person's left thinking, what did I do? I don't understand what happened. And really, until you're aware of it, you don't understand it either. And that's okay. It's really okay. The key is become aware of your triggers and your behaviors and your responses in an analytical kind of way. I don't mean a non-emotional way. But there has to be some disconnection from the emotion and the, the reason for it in order for there to be freedom from it so you have to deconstruct this ego this personality that you've built based on your experiences and based on your decisions about people and the world and life and money and career and education and religion and belief systems you have to start to deconstruct this and and really take this sort of I'm in the audience watching a stage play kind of approach to it. The Dalai Lama talks about detached compassion, which means I care very much about the people who are involved in this, but I must become detached from that at some level in order for me to see clearly what actually is going on here. How do I contribute to this? Because a big piece of, of deconstructing the ego is to take responsibility for your role in a situation, your uh, contribution to discord between you and someone else, or you in a situation or a group, is to take responsibility for your piece of it. And that analysis can be challenging and difficult. If you can do that analysis with someone else who has experience and training, uh, myself or there's a handful of other folks that can help you to get perspective on things. Now remember, we have to dig deeper into the subconscious structures. So I'm not talking about talk therapy, although it may be beneficial. It may be beneficial to talk through that because then your subconscious might bring up components for you. As long as you have a way to get the perspective on that that is independent of your emotion. Um, And then how do you clear that subconscious emotional energy? And you really clear it in the same pathway that it was embedded in that repetition and, and emotion around that new way of thinking are pretty important to getting there. It's, I'll use the word believe, you have to believe in a new way of operating, in a new way of seeing the world. You may not know exactly what that is today, but believe that that is possible and there is the opportunity for you to do that. And that belief will walk you forward in, in through all of this step. Uh, Some people call it the shadow work and shadow work is... um, at first, it can be really challenging. It can be difficult because you're looking at all the things you've avoided looking at. The things that you say that you don't like about yourself. Your quote-unquote weaknesses or your failures or your faults. The things that you have been told to and you have shamed yourself for. And shame's a very low vibration frequency emotion. It's very low. It's 20 on the scale of frequency where love is 500 and it seems like such a long stretch from 20 to 500. However, it can happen faster with intention and practice and, and knowing how do I do this? How do I raise that frequency and the vibration? And then you might say, well, why bother, right? The world is chaotic, the, everybody's losing it, they're fighting with each other, etc., the so why bother is in order for us to come out of the fighting and move to a higher frequency as human beings operating on this planet, coming together and loving together, is that it starts with your effort. Looking externally and, and saying, well, that person's wrong and this person's wrong and that headline is, is fake and false and it's a lie, etc. Uh, we use that as the excuse for not changing our behavior. Uh, but in fact, the opposite of that is, that is the impetus for changing your behavior. I'll use a personal example. So being wrong was not acceptable in um, my life. So I educated myself, I researched, I said, I know this, I know this better than other people, and I would get in these Disagreements with people on Facebook or in personal life. And I would walk away like, ha, I showed them. And gradually those relationships, which I, saw, many of which I had valued, um, disappeared. And in going through the retrospective of what happened. What I recognize is I chose to feed my ego, my self-serving structure, my I have to be right more than I valued that more than the person and their relationship and honoring them as an individual who also knows things. And I might learn from that person and we might both be better together. But I put being right ahead of being human. And the first phase for me was to admonish myself because, you know, I I can't be wrong. So now I've been wrong. How dare I? I'm so bad. I don't know how to do this. I'm a terrible human. Uh, All of those things, right? So I went through all of those phases. And part of this blossoming was to go through the phases a few times, fully through them. To experience them, to know their emotion, to know their strength in me. And then to say, okay, first step is, I'm not a bad person because I did something that came from a subconscious place. I'm not a bad person at all. But I'm not expressing that. I'm not allowing that to shine through. So how do I first... Know that I'm okay, that I'm good enough, that I am intelligent and capable. How do I know that first? How do I validate myself? And then how do I validate the other person? And then how do I navigate a space where I can allow for others to have space in the conversation? And what I did was I converted what was judgment and, and, and where I was admonishing myself. I converted that from, um, I'm such a bad person to, well, I'm somebody on my pathway. I'm not perfect. I never will be perfect. But I'm learning a lot about myself and I'm growing and I'm, I'm blossoming. And as I grow and as I get better, I will also be able to share better with others. And so it allowed me this, uh, a little bit of grace and a little more grace and a little more grace. The practice is key to it. So I want to circle back to the beginning of this conversation, this brief snippet and encourage you to step back from yourself and take a look at the relationships and the situations in your life. And begin to ask yourself, how do I or where do I have responsibility in this argument? Have I done what I can do to try to make it work? Have I behaved or approached the situation in a graceful way? In a way that honors the other person? And how can I continue to grow? So the ego itself, if you see it as this hard rock shield or a crust around yourself, one of the things it does is it keeps us from experiencing a full, happy, loving life. In the presence of others and in our own presence. In the time when you're alone, are you telling yourself good things or are you yelling at yourself for all the things you didn't do right over the last few days? And maybe that's your place to start. And as you break away that crust, that self serving ego, and you fill up the picture of yourself in love, you can then pour that out on others. So I'll be talking next about um, loving other people. I was given some perspective from Spirit not too long ago that really is, I think, such a helpful perspective. And so I will share it with you in the next podcast. Know that you are loved greatly. You are created because you're needed here. And as you continue to lift yourself, raise your frequency and your vibration, you also raise the frequency and vibration for everyone else. Understand that love as a frequency of vibration and emotion as an energy you may be the sole person in the room who is, ex- who is extending the energy of love in a room of a hundred people. And you could have the impact on 90 of those people of lifting and raising their vibration. Not necessarily having to say anything, but sitting in a space of love. So cultivate that in your, within yourself. And if I say you, uh, say you are worthy... You are amazing, you are created and needed and, and you are loved and adored by the creator and the angels that are around you and the guides that have been given to you to help you navigate this life. If you feel a sink in your heart, if you feel a, no, she's lying, she doesn't know me, she doesn't know the awful things I've done. She doesn't know the mean things I've said. I promise you that you are loved and adored. I love and adore you. And I hope that the next conversation will be a great perspective for you on that. So happy crust busting. Have some fun with it. Explore it. See it as a, <laughs> a research project. And let me know at Whole Body Renewal Center on Facebook and on Instagram, Juliana Denny-Sauber. Let me know what fun experiences you're enjoying. Take care. Many blessings to you. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you want more, you want consultation, you want self-help, healing, you can find me at wholebodyrenewalcenter.com, Whole Body Renewal on Facebook. I am also on Instagram. I look forward to meeting you and helping you along your journey to full empowerment and healing.